0: Welcome to the Building Wealth Through Commercial Real Estate Podcast, where we will discuss with industry experts on how to create wealth and build passive income from apartment buildings, self storage, mobile home parks, and much more. Here is your host, Jonathan Way.
1: Welcome to the Building Wealth Through Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Way, and I'm the founder of Grayson Capital Group, my investment firm. If you're interested in passively investing with us, please visit graystonecapgroup.com and join our Investor Network. Okay, and now on to the show. Hello, Brian. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Great, great. Thank you. Today, we'll have a great uh, special guest. Brian Adams will talk about sort of his beginnings and his uh, background and will share with us, our audience, uh, what, is, what is he doing, what's his
0: specific niche, and why he got into that, that area. Yeah. So thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I'm from New York originally, and I met my wife in college in Connecticut, and she is a Nashville native. So we lived in the Northeast for a little bit. I went to law school in Boston, and then we moved to Nashville 15 years ago. My wife's family has a family office that has invested in commercial real estate private equity for the last 25, 30 years. So I learned about the business through our LP position with various GPs and sponsors and fund managers. I became enamored with the business as well as the asset class. And I started the company 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. Originally started raising funds, uh, sourcing deals for the family. It has then expanded to include kind of friends and family. And now um, I have investors all over the country, but we only work with um, individuals and families, no institutional groups. And and what we do is really three things that provide a solution set to that population, which is access to good direct co-investment opportunities on a deal-by-deal basis We're trying to solve for a double-digit cash-on-cash yield that we send out in monthly distributions. Mm -hmm. And then we provide people with all the tax benefits that come from direct real estate ownership.
1: Great, that's great. That sounds like you're a syndicator and um, you provide people with double-digit returns. That's wonderful. And I love that space, Jeremy. Maybe you'll talk about about your space and how you chose that space.
0: Sure. Um, So when we first got into the business or we were thinking about getting into the business, we went around and talked to a lot of people and did the coffee circuit. And we realized pretty quickly that apartments were competitive. And this was in 2011, 2010. Mm-hmm. Multifamily cap rates were, were tough. There were a lot of really well-capitalized, smart people out there trying to do these things. And we thought to ourselves, well, that's probably not the best way for us to, uh, <laughs> to start a company that seems like a very difficult proposition. So we decided to do commercial which for us meant office and industrial and retail and flex and medical. So pretty broad spectrum, but no residential, no multifamily, no single family. And what we realized was um, it has its own quirks, but at least it was something different. And cap rates were still manageable where we could, without too much leverage or risk, get that kind of double digit yield, which we were trying to solve for. So we can go into the specifics, but that's kind of how we got there. You know, pre-COVID, we were doing a lot of office. We can talk about what I think about office in the future there. Um, but, but the last three to four years, we've really liked that single-story, flex, triple-net product, multi-tenant, where there's maybe some office retail functionality, as well as some medical use, and even some industrial distribution kind of kind of warehouse as well. Um, we're, we find that very attractive right now. Okay. But, but I guess, I guess one of
1: the biggest questions was COVID because I think mm-hmm. office, a lot of people went from home model and how did that affect your, your business in, in those offices?
0: Yeah. So we have a fairly big office portfolio and it certainly has paused a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. I think what we've seen over the last two years is, is a little bit of a fits and starts of, of what large employers think they're going to be doing with their office. And it's really hard to gauge what's going to happen for the next five or 10 years. We all suffer from recency bias. So we think the way that we lived the last six months will be how we live for the next six years. And it's just not true. Office, I think, will change, right? I, I do think that people will use it differently, but I don't believe it's a secular change away from office being a big part of our professional lives. I don't think it's going to be like retail. And so my opinion is people will need more space higher quality, but they still will need the office footprint for collaboration, for creativity, for group meetings. And so I think there'll be less traditional kind of office footprints and layouts, um, but there'll be more kind of shared common area spaces. Now, the flip side is there are a lot of the working population today are millennials. And if you live in an apartment or a small single family home, there are probably a lot of your working hours that you would want some kind of quiet place to go and be productive because home is not necessarily going to be the best environment for that. Mm -hmm. And so I think you will have, you know, some shared hoteling of, of the traditional private office layouts, but I'm not sure it's just going to be belonging to you, if that makes sense. So it's going to be a bit of a hybrid Mm -hmm. and what I think is most indicative is during this whole pandemic and continuing up to today, the tech industry, which is now the largest employer in the American workforce, has been gobbling up large amounts of commercial real estate office properties, both buy and lease. And so they certainly believe that office is going to be a big part of our lives moving forward. I do think it's going to be a little bit different about how we use it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, great.
1: That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Now, um, so let's, let's talk about, I guess, this uh, flex. What does flex mean? For really who don't understand <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. The best way I can put it, it's kind of like the mullet of commercial real estate. It's it's business in the front, so office or retail functionality, right? Um, but a party in the back, so distribution warehouse. Um, what I tell people is if you look at that single-story commercial product near whatever airport that you go to to fly out of, mm-hmm. that's flex, right? It means that it, it can be used for traditional Office layouts, or maybe a storefront retail, mm-hmm. but that there's dock doors in the back, and so that's what I mean by flex. It's not always the prettiest product type, but it cash flows well. It stays full, and most people don't want it in their backyard necessarily, yeah. which is a good thing. It's kind of like self storage, right? It, because not many people um, uh, are willing to allow for it to be developed um, in a uh, in a community. So if you can buy it, there's not a lot of competing product that's going to come online. Oh, okay. Okay. Great. Great.
1: So, so so, so tell me, Brian, um, I guess I guess you like it because the triple net component is great. So you don't have to worry about the capex, whereas in a lot of capex. Yeah. Um, and the cash flow, long-term cash flow play, basically.
0: Yeah. So we like it for a number of reasons. One, we love that triple net product, right? To your point, there's no common areas. There's typically, if it's single story, there's no elevators to maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just low CapEx, typically not a lot of deferred maintenance, which you really worry about are elevators, foundation, roofing, and HVAC systems. And because of triple net, a lot of those issues kind of go away. And especially with COVID, there's not hallways, there's no communal bathrooms. Typically there's single ingress, egress for each uh, unit or suite. So it really cuts down on, on that. And frankly, it's a, it's a cheaper option, or more cost efficient option for a lot of users. So people that don't necessarily want to work in a big suburban office complex, they can go to one of these flex buildings and pay, you know, much lower rate. Another reason we like it is um, the tenant improvement dollars and leasing commissions, what we call TILCs. Historically, in office, you know, it, they can just murder you, right? If you don't reserve appropriately for TILCs. When a new tenant comes on board or a tenant renews, it can really hurt your cash flow pretty tremendously. The, the fees can be very high. You just don't have that dynamic in the flex space. You're gonna you're gonna sacrifice that for shorter lease terms. You know, for office, you might have five, seven, 10-year leases. For flex, you might be dealing with one, two, three-year leases. So you're gonna churn a little bit more. Uh-huh. But over the long run, we think they're easier to manage and historically have better consistent cash flows. The upside might not be as big, but again, we're solving for, you know, income. Okay. So your typical, I guess,
1: passive investor LP, are they looking for like a long-term 10-year hold as a five-year value add or what what kind of deals, how how you structure that?
0: Yeah. So they are long-term holds. Most of our LPs are looking for that monthly distribution, that monthly dividend coupon that we can provide to them. Mm -hmm. Most of them would rather have the yield than they want the capital back because they don't want to put more into the market. Where they don't have a very productive place to allocate capital right now, and so we defer to them. If the product, or the asset's doing well, it's producing, throwing off good cash flow, we're going to hold it and maintain it long term. We're not chasing IRR; that's not the game that we're playing. So these are long term holds.
1: Okay, great, great. I like that because long term creates generational wealth and create wealth. Whereas you do short term, three years, you know, it's not really
0: right. You know. Yeah.
1: Okay. So it's I like good that. for the
0: sponsor not necessarily. The LP, yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. Well, that's great. That's great. Awesome. And so now in your platform, so on your website, do you like also pitch deals? Can you talk a little about that?
0: Yeah. So we have something called the Capital Club where, well, let me back up. Uh, the, the opportunities, the investments we present, I think are great, right? They're compelling and we believe very strongly in them. And I believe in today's marketplace to be a really good sponsor or a good GP, you've got to provide value beyond just the deals, beyond the investments. And so, one of the best things that we can do, since we've been around for over a decade, and we have a great network of folks, is make introductions, make referrals. We understand that investors today want access, they want education, and they want community. They want a peer network and affinity network. And so, we try to provide those three things by utilizing what we call the Capital Club. So, once a month, managers, entrepreneurs, sponsors, um, funds will come on. Typically, four in a session. And they'll pitch, you know, whatever they're working on. And it's a great forum for people to learn about a niche strategy or to meet a really good best in class manager um, and to also meet other investors through that. So I don't take any fees. I don't charge any economics. That's not what I'm there to do. But it's a great way, again, for people to kind of by using my my network and folks that I know um, to, again, get access, get education, and hopefully build that community
1: oh that's great i'd love to check out your capital club uh, yeah like please it. i see i'm i do a lot of networking so i know a lot of people i like going go on these networks and, and to get
0: more yeah come check it out the, the more the merrier it's it's really fun and i enjoy it too because um, it's a cool way for me to see like what's going on with crypto nfts other real estate credit uh everything you can imagine the more esoteric the
1: better i find Okay, great. Is it is it once uh, was it every Monday or when is it when is this thing
0: on? Once a month, usually a Friday mid morning. Um, mid morning, okay. Yeah, around ten o'clock central is usually when we do it. But everyone, it's a little bit different every every month.
1: Okay, okay, okay. I'll check it out on your website. Yeah, please. Okay, great. So, okay, I know you you love because you want long term, which it makes sense. You want long term cash flow. You want a good monthly distribution, and you don't really care about IRR and stuff like that because that's not your that's not your play. That's not your your strategy. Yeah. So you want something that's safe and stable and it can produce income. That's what you. Yeah, looking
0: for. we're trying to replace what used to be people's bond portfolio. Oh, oh,
1: oh okay. You, you know, fixed portfolio.
0: income has been so bad. You know, yields are are so depressed within that world, and private credit is is really pretty expensive. Valuations are stretched. I don't think it's a great place to go right now. So we're trying to you know provide that same type of income stream on a risk adjusted basis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Right. And obviously the,
1: the bank interest is very low. So you don't want to leave your money in the bank, in a regular bank account, right? It's like yeah. less than Sitting on cash
0: does not make a lot of sense right now.
1: Right, right.
0: Okay, great, great. So um,
1: so how can people reach you, uh, Brian? if they want to talk to you about your, maybe invest in your deal or, you know, what, what do you have going on?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, I'm very active on LinkedIn. That's how we connected. Um, so you can look up Brian Adams, Excelsior Capital, shoot me a note. Most happy to talk and chat and I post a lot of content on there. And if you want to go to the website, excelsiorgp.com, it's a great way to see the portfolio. You can gain access to um, the Capital Club as well as the blogs and thought pieces and webinars we put together. We try to create a lot of education content there. And then you can kind of explore being an investor. That's probably the best way to, to start um, so that we can do a phone call and, and learn more about you and what your investment profile is. Mm-hmm.
1: and it's file six b or six c normally your deal it's
0: only for accredited investors
1: yeah. oh credit so six c six c so you have to be mm-hmm. a credit investor correct. in order to, to 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 invest in your deal yes and correct. normally what's your what's the minimum that you okay. offer in deals fifty thousand dollars okay 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 great great yeah. awesome awesome well wonderful thank you brian come on the show i appreciate it thank you for the opportunity okay thanks for listening For more
0: information, you can find us online at www.graystonecapgroup.com. Check back weekly for new episodes. See you again next time.